Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. I've always said if you had, if you had two wands, and with wand A, you could, uh, I could say that you can have anything that you want in this world. You know, all you have to do is just wave this wand. And if you want a, a new car or a new uh, uh, wristwatch or you want a new home or whatever it is, there it is. And with Juan B, um, you, instead of getting anything that you want, I could guarantee you that for the rest of your life, you would have inner peace. You know, no matter what came your way, no matter what struggles were there, no matter what obstacles showed up in your life, no matter what happened in your life, you would always have inner peace. And you get to choose between Juan A or one B, you know, which one would you choose? Yeah, I think and a lot Steve? of people, which I know, I think a lot of people at first would want to choose one A, but as I get older, I realize that one B is infinitely more um, pleasing than one A. Yeah. <laughs> sure, because the, uh, the the whole thing is that even if you, you know, they, there's a story told about the, the, the miser who loves his gold, you know, and uh, but the the thing of it is, the gold doesn't have anything uh, doesn't have anything to do with the love. The the love is the out is what is outpouring from you, what is pouring out of you, and um, and so th and that comes from a sense of inner peace, a sense of contentment, a, se a sense of love. So all of the things, uh, you know, a Mercedes isn't going to give you uh, isn't going to give you love. Your 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 feeling about a Mercedes is uh, or a brand new uh, Rolex or or whatever it is that you might think you, is going to give you happiness. The fact is that your the love is what is the outpouring from you, and b the ability to be able to have that uh, outpouring of love for everything in your life is uh, is the goal, I guess, if you will, of uh, wishes fulfilled. Then we had um, uh, y yesterday morning um, the uh, on the OWN network, we uh, aired a uh, two-hour conversation that I had with uh, someone you may have heard of. Uh, uh, her name is Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, I think I've heard uh, her before. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a great, we had a really great show, great conversation. And, um, you know, people responded to it. A lot of people have recorded it, and uh, it's, it was just, just terrific. It was She's just one of those people I've admired enormously ever since uh, the first time I met her when she was 22 years old uh, doing a talk show uh, as a talk show host in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, back in 1976. Wow. So um, it goes back a ways. Um, anyway, we, it was a sort of a reunion. We sat down out in the uh, hills of Haleakala on Maui, at the foothills, and uh, the mist came in. It was just, it was all just perfect. We were talking highly spiritual, beautiful things about how we can uh, transform the world, and and all about the uh, the healing experience I had with John of God in uh, overcoming this uh, this diagnosis of leukemia that uh, I was told would immobilize me, but has done nothing but strengthened me and, uh, and wow. I've uh, been working uh, each and every day to uh, say to myself every morning and every night and through all my meditations I am well I am perfect health and that's a big part of what uh, wishes fulfilled is all about staying your I am's and the word I am of course is the name that God gave to uh, Moses when Moses was told to go free his people he said who shall I tell them is sending me, and he was told by God, my name is I am that I am. So every time you use the word I am, you are using the name of God. So be very careful. Don't say I am weak, I am depressed, I am sad, I am poor. 
because God didn't say to Moses, my name is, I hope things work out. My <laughs> name is, uh, you know, possibly or maybe it'll be all right. He said, I am that. Just make a little comment, which is something that I do here at the beginning of the show, generally on the things that are happening in the world. And this uh, story of Robert Bales um, has just uh, been, it's just been such a part of my consciousness, it's hard for me to get it out of. Robert Bales is the uh, sergeant who uh, went uh, berserk in uh, Afghanistan, uh, or at least allegedly. Um, and um, uh, 16 people were killed, nine children, uh, who went from village into two villages and just systematically began just blowing away children uh, and women sleeping in their, in their beds at night in Afghanistan. And uh, I haven't been able to get the, 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 that whole thing out of my consciousness. I think a big part of it is because I, I, I spent a year um, as a, um, a student of the Tao Te Ching and wrote right. an entire book about it called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, which was also a PBS special. And the Tao Te Ching has 81 verses in it written by a man named Lao Tzu back uh, 2,500 years ago, 500 years before the birth of Christ. Some people call it the wisest book ever written, and it's uh, and basically the the Tao Te Ching teaches us uh, or tries to teach us about uh, our original nature, and our original nature is something uh, that that we come from uh, we come from gentleness. You know, it's uh, in mm -hmm. the Course in Miracles says a, a mind at war with itself remembers not eternal gentleness, and uh, remembering is uh, is something that's very difficult for us to do. That that we all came from a place of peace, and we have returned to a place of peace and a place of love. And when we get ourselves involved in uh, in the kinds of activities that we're involved in, and when you uh, you, you you send young men off in, into the into the world and train them to become killers, and uh, you 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 sort of move people away from their original nature, and then uh, getting them back uh, sometimes is not possible. And uh, it feels to me, it sounds to me like he just snapped, and, and everyone is a victim in this, not not only, of course, the horrific, unspeakable things that happened to those uh, children and to all of those people uh, that were sleeping in those villages, um, but also this this man is, is also a, a, a huge victim, and so is his wife, and so are his two children, yeah, and so are basically, terrible. so are all of us, because I haven't been able to, I haven't had really a really solid night's sleep without really thinking about the, uh, you know, the, the impact that we have, that we, and when we get, when we make decisions to just go off to war, um, it doesn't just, uh, it doesn't just impact the soldiers and the people that, that, that they're fighting, uh, it, it impacts all of us. That, uh, and in the Tao Te Ching, it says that, um, you know, every victory in, every victory in, in war should be celebrated with mourning because it's still an indication that as a people, we haven't understood the basic, simple truth that the Native Americans always say that no tree has branches so foolish uh, as to fight among themselves, that we are all branches on a tree called humanity. And um, nature itself knows that you don't go to war against each other. We are all one. Uh, and hopefully out of this kind of consciousness will emerge some people who will... Um, who will who will live from that perspective on all sides on all issues? I was blessed to speak um, just a couple of weeks ago in um, at San Jose at the, something called the I Can Do It Ignite, uh, and there was a, a man who was on the uh, panel there, 
uh, who was one of the speakers. One of the, they had a series of speakers who spoke for 20 minutes. His name was Tim Ryan, uh, Congressman Tim Ryan, and he's uh, yeah, he's been in Congress. Ryan. He's been in Congress for uh, uh, I think eight years now, either eight or 12 years, um, and he gets consistently reelected. Is th- seriously thinking about running for governor of Ohio, which I hope he does. And he's written a book with Hayhouse called A Mindful Nation, and I'd like all of you to pick up a copy of that. It's very, very important, and he speaks about mindfulness uh, as a way to transform our world. I've just wrote an endorsement for him. And, and out of the consciousness that I'm speaking about, a consciousness of peace and, and, uh, and joy and finding our original nature, which is gentleness and kindness and service toward each other, and um, uh, instead of bellicosity and killing and war and believing that everybody who disagrees with us, that the only way we resolve our disputes is, uh, is with violence, um, getting, getting past all of that. And hopefully uh, something positive can come out of this and so many of these horrific experiences that are reported in the, in the papers every day um, where we might get, uh, we have leaders emerge from this new consciousness where we can uh, begin to think of war as an absolute, no longer an, a, a possibility. Because if, if we just, if we, re, <clears throat> if we have to continuously resort to violence to resolve our disputes, ultimately it will end up destroying the human race. We, we, we have now created weapons that it's uh, impossible for us to use. I mean, the weapons that we have now uh, are so powerful that if we ever explode one, they not only will kill our enemies, but the, the winds don't know anything about the borders and will blow, uh, you know, the, the nuclear waste right in, right back in our own faces. So as a people, we've evolved to a place where we've created mass, such weapons of mass destruction that if we use them, we'll kill ourselves in the process. So well, new consciousness the, is what we need. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully your book and Tim Ryan's book will uh, reach some more people and prevent something from yeah. like that even ever happening, which is about the scariest thing you can think of. Let's go to Teresa on line four, calling from Chicago, Illinois. Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. I'm, a talk, I'm excited to talk, period, to anyone. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How are you, my dear, and what's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to call because I've been listening to your Wishes Fulfilled CD a Oh, lot. okay. The, uh, the 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 book on tape is that or the the, the seminar? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, the book on tape and also the I am meditations and ah yes. I read Anita Morjani's book. And Dying I, to be I, me. Mm. Yes, yes, and I just feel like I'm doing it. I'm I'm making the shift, and it's been a long journey for me. I, for about nine years now, I've been working with this type of. Uh, path, I guess I want to say, and I feel like with the, the combination of your book and her book, something's just really hitting me in a really big way, and I just want oh, to thank I'm you. I'm so happy to hear you say that, um, because, you know, I wrote the foreword to that book, and um, many of you who listen to the show know that uh, I, we actually met right here on this show, uh, and I contacted her, and um, uh, and... and she lived in Hong Kong, and many of you know her story. I'm not going to go over it again, but she's an absolute walking, talking, breathing miracle. And if you haven't read Dying to Be Me, please do so. Uh, it'll transform your life. What was your, what was your impact? What was the impact of that book on you? Well, I've been having for a long time some severe chronic pain and just 
bizarre symptoms that I haven't been able to get the kind of relief that I want from. And it's been a struggle for me to surrender to this process and understand what's Mm -hmm. really happening. And there's been a lot of fear, just not being able to believe in myself uh, that I can heal this. And Mm -hmm. I feel like now that I really know who I am, in a way, I'm, there's been a little bit of grieving, but mostly there's just feels like this whole brand new rebirth that is happening, and a a, a, a deep sense of trust that everything is working mm. out, and, and knowing who I am, and all the things on the surface just not being so important to me, you know. When you say knowing who I am, can you define who you are any differently now than you did before? Sorry. Not easy to do. No, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that I'm powerful. I know mm-hmm. that I'm love. Mm. I know that I can let go of things that I felt like were, it's not so much like I know who I am yet, but I know what I'm not, <laughs> you know, mm. that, that, right. I, that I was, and I'm just, I'm letting it fall away. I feel still... What? It's a little painful sometimes. It's a little scary. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's this spark of just pure hope and love mm-hmm. that's, that's just growing inside me. Mm-hmm. That I just know yeah. it knows that everything that's, is going to work out. That's so interesting the way you say that because, you know, when you say I know that I am not, um, <clears throat> most of the time what we think we are is first of all we think that we're our bodies don't we i mean um, and and, uh, and and what our senses tell us i mean what our eyes tell us what our ear what we hear what we see and we're so convinced that our reality is defined by um by all of this you know this uh, the out, the outer world you know the things in the outer world and then you get to a place in your life where you begin to realize that uh, this is just simply all illusion that uh, you're in so many bodies in this lifetime you know and and those bodies just keep disappearing yet you continue to uh, live on and live on all right well next let's go to april in aurora indiana who has a question about her grandson and how you might be able to help with that april you're on air with dr dyer well hello hi april hi namaste namaste what's your birthday oh well i'm april born in may and i talked to you oh, like okay. <laughs> My, well, my why birthday. didn't they name you May, born in April? What is going on I, there? <laughs> I don't know, because they named my sister Angie, who was born in April, <laughs> a year before me. So I guess it's just my thing, April, born in May. That's right. I like that. I like that. What day in May? What day in May? May 24th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm May, I'm May also, May 10th. May 10th. Well, yeah. I'm calling. Um, I have a, a couple questions. Um, but okay. First of all, I'd like to say um, I thank you. I appreciate your compassion for mankind. And um, I, too, was abandoned by my mother and father and have mm-hmm. learned a lot that, that maybe the same lessons life has taught you in that way and have a great relationship um, with them now, even to the point that my mom um, came and spent the weekend last weekend and actually watched the shift together. And, oh, did uh, she? Yeah, I mean, mm. it's a major breakthrough, but it would take like three hours of your time, and I know I don't have that. So <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll spare you, I'll spare you. By but, the way, uh, that's going to be airing on the OWN Network uh, next Sunday, April the 1st, so for okay. the first time on national television. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, well, I have um, been blessed with a great teacher. It is my grandson. His mm-hmm. name is Xander. Um, he was born with hydrocephalus. 
And um, we recently found out that he's also missing uh, parts of his brain, the corpus callosum, mm -hmm. may not be saying it right, mm -hmm. and maybe some layers, which I don't think is a big deal because we only use like 4% of our brain, most people. Um, mm -hmm. But the dilemma is um, whether or not um, he should go to a special needs school. Um, it's coming soon. He'll be three in September. But... Um, my husband seems to think if he sees children with handicaps, um, then that's kind of what he sees is how he'll act. Mm. And yet, I think that, you know, God will provide a teacher and have trust and faith in other people that have been trained in this area that they can help him excel in, in everything that he might need. Yeah, the um, I don't know the the extent of uh, of this diagnosis, and 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 I'm as I say again, I, I have to make it really clear, I'm not a medical doctor giving medical advice uh, here or, or anywhere, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be back with you, I guess, if you were MD, you know. <laughs> right? But uh, I have a I have a very good friend. Um, uh, uh, her name is Sue. She lives here on on the island, and she has a son who has hydrocephalic, and he's graduating from a a, a high school, um, and. You know, and they've had it under treatment, and um, the swellings are gone, and you know he's um, he's every bit as normal a kid looking as uh, you know, and, and, and has done very well. Um, so, don't think that because of this diagnosis that that this designates that this child is going to be a special needs child for the rest of his life. I mean, you know, there's a, a, something I said in the uh, on the Oprah show yesterday. Um, which is, uh, you know, with God, all things are possible. And I asked her, I said, what does that leave out, Oprah? Because she was questioning how I could possibly believe that I could have a, a you know, a, a healing from somebody who was in Brazil when I was in Maui. And yeah, we just went that. back and forth. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. Um, and, and I just kept saying, with God, well, I said, what is all things? Are, God didn't say some things are possible, you know, or he said all things. And if, if Jesus didn't mean it, then why would he say it? So all things are possible. And that's something that you want to raise Xander on. You want him to have that awareness consistently. Um, yeah, I have I have a series of children's books. I don't know if you've seen seen them. No, because I don't know if you remember my call. Like I think you should, right? But you probably don't. Like a month ago, you're you're kind of new in my life. I, I knew about mm -hmm. you and kind of heard about you, but he will know that he's incredible, and he will know that he's unstoppable. And he and is. He will he's like, and he will know. The last one's called "I Am." It's like he will know what those two little words mean. That he is God and he is perfect. You know, and he needs uh. to really have that awareness and it won't then it won't matter what school he goes to if That's i were right. recommending things i don't know what your financial situations are but i would recommend like a waldorf school or a, or a montessori school for for him uh, okay. as, as he gets well, a little bit about, older um just i i know we don't we have a short time but i want to share this breakthrough with you since i talked to you about a month ago anytime he has a seizure um, I've, I've been holding him close to me and whispering in his ear this is part of the healing process your exactly. brain is awakening. Mm -hmm. Your brain is healing mm -hmm. right now. I've been saying this, right? And mm -hmm. then I watched one of your videos that says you need to command. And I'm like, wow, command. That's right. Deep. But, mm -hmm. you know, he had um, a spell this morning when he woke up, and I held him close, and I started, this is a healing process. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm just going to command it to leave. And I said, mm -hmm. I command you to leave this child in the name of Jesus. And it went mm -hmm. away immediately. Yeah. And so did my hiccups, because I got the hiccups, mm -hmm. and I wanted to talk to you, so I had to command them to leave. <laughs> so, That's great. Well, it, and then command isn't, command isn't arrogant. Command is, that comes right out of the I am discourses, you know, insist. 
you know, because you have that, the, your pres the presence that you have within you is the presence of God. And it wants to be commanded. It wants to, it wants to do the healing. We got to go, sweetheart. We've got okay. uh, other people waiting, I, I but I want to. We're going to send you. The, we're going to send you the uh, the five children's books and also the uh, experiencing the miraculous. If we haven't sent that to you before, okay. okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, dear. God bless you, and God bless Sander as well. It's always so hard to know what to do when you have a child in that kind of a case. Yeah. Right. Well, let's go to uh, Rick in Nashville, who has a question about trying to keep the fire of inspiration going within the day to day rut of everything. So, Rick, you are on with Doctor Dyer. Hey, Rick. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, Dr. Dyer. It's great to talk to you. Um, Me too. Oh, my God. I want you to break out into a country song. You sound like a, <laughs> a, you sound like Garth Brooks calling me. <laughs> well, I'm afraid I'm the wrong person for that. Thank you, though. <laughs> my situation is I'm, I'm in the middle of a shift of my own. I'm 55 years old, and I'm overcoming mm -hmm. 55 years of conditioning, if you will. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, in situations where um, you know, I've got the fire going, I'm just really enthused about the intention that I have. Have and I go to bed thinking peaceful thoughts and ready for a great night's sleep, and I sleep well, and I wake up in the morning, and this is not 100% of the time, but sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's like everything that I have been working on in my mind and in my heart has just vanished, and I'm, well, we used to say when I was in school, we woke up in a funk. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if there is anything that you could suggest in order to help me to, to keep that going continuously so that uh, so that I don't lose track, because sometimes I feel like it's almost like starting from ground zero. Well, I, I think, uh, what is your first name? Rick. Rick. I think, Rick, that, uh, that one of the great lessons that I've learned in my life is to uh, um, not, not want everything to be up all the time. Uh, I used to think that being happy and being, you know, and being joyful and it's, uh, you know, is, is like the ideal and that any time that we're in the valleys, uh, our goal is to get out of the valleys as, fa as fast as possible so we can get into the hilltops, you know. Yeah. Um, I think what we have to learn to do uh, is, is to understand that nature, nature is crooked. You know, I mean, it's, it, 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 things aren't straight. Everything, you know, you go through, uh, you go through these um, really nice neighborhoods and you see, and sometimes I see it here on Maui, you see everything so manicured and, the, you know, the trees are even shaped in certain ways. They make them look like they, you know, they cut them out, out there and they're making little designs on them and the lawns are all, you know, uh, manicured and looked exactly the, like every other lawn and so on. And, but when you go out into nature, when you really go out into nature, you find out that, uh, you know, there's leaves here and there, and that the trees, uh, the trees don't all look alike. There's uh, some of them have moss on them, and some of them have the bark is fall, and the, and and it's like everything uh, in nature has ups and has downs, and there's like a crookedness to it. And we try to straighten that. We try to straighten nature out instead of just uh, appreciating its crookedness. And when I say crookedness, I'm I'm speaking about the 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 valleys in our life, the low points. The uh, the time. instead of saying, I, "What can I do to stay out of those low points?" Um, appreciate what they have to teach you. Um, ap appreciate. Be in a state of gratitude for for your depression or your not depression like clinical depression, but your sadness or your or the you know the obstacles or the letdowns or the the fears or whatever and 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 begin to ask yourself uh, what is it that i can what is it that i i'm going to get out of this because i i think about most of the what i consider the great accomplishments of my life um 
they came out of uh, they came out of the hardest times in my life. I mean, I I wrote Power of Intention, uh, which is one of the was uh, I, I look back on the Power of Intention, which I wrote 12 years ago, um, and it's, it's I I can't even believe how brilliant it is. Uh, I I can't even believe that I knew enough to write that. Or that I had the time or the discipline to sit down and great then, or the research that I had to do in order to, to come up with that book. I just, I look at that and I just think, I can't, who was it that did that? And then I remember that was the year that my wife left me um, and, um, uh, you know, and met somebody else. And I was in like a, like a funk, a, like a major, major funk in my life. Uh, we had seven children and blah blah blah, but uh, it was it was out of that out of that funk, out of that low point in my life, that I was able to probably create one of the, one of the great contributions that I've been able to make, uh, you know, uh, as a writer. And, and even I became a better person. I became a better father. Uh, I became a better human being. Um, the, I've had low points in my life. I've had addictions in my life. You know where where I've been out, actually been out of control. And, um, uh, and I look back on those out of control moments and, and they helped me to understand some of the out of control moments that, uh, that my own children have had and, and other people that I deal with have had. And the, the pain that I felt, uh, in, in, in divorce and, and, and separation and all of that has, has, has helped me to, to love others more. The, uh, the I had a heart attack uh, right around that time. I mean, it it it, it helped me to uh, become more compassionate towards helping other people to improve their hearts and to get my, get my body into better shape and, and eat better. Um, I've got leukemia. I don't I don't look on leukemia as anything other than a, a great teacher for me. And when I talk to people who have cancer, like uh, the person I just talked to in Toronto, um, I, I come from a place of uh, knowing that I, I can be more compassionate and loving and caring and a better human being because of these experiences, because everything that happens to us in, in our lives uh, is a part of the perfection of the universe. There's no accidents in this universe, none whatsoever. The whole thing is orchestrated and organized by a divine presence, uh, and that presence is within every single one of us. We're all pieces of it. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.